afternoon, everybody. This is Blake Ruby, the Reverend Blake Ruby, and welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution. I was talking with a man the other day. I don't know if he's out there. His name is Charles Thompson from work. And I told him about my show. I said, wow, that sounds a little... So let me explain why I've named my show The Church of the Soul's Evolution. Uh, this world today, there are all kinds of different religions, over 900 different types of religions, and what else do they call them? Um, I forget the name of the word, but kind of like a subject of a religion, and each one claiming to know the truth. They say that they know the way. They are the truth. Follow them. 900 over 900 different religions. Some might have some things which are similar or familiar, but some don't, you know. Take the Christian religion compared to the Muslim religion. And there's quite a difference there. Some people believe Jesus was the Son of God, some a prophet. That's a big example right there. But what I talk about, I talk about spirituality. It, one time I was a fervent believer in the Bible, and then I was kind of hungry for more details, more information about things, you know. I kind of began to think outside the box and about the universe out there and how big it is and what are we doing here on Earth? Yes, I mean, the Bible is an account of divine intervention like no other book talks about in this world before that divine intervention. But any way you shape it up, it's still a book. A book is a book is a book. And it was written by men who were inspired by God. Yes, that's true. But people are being inspired by God nowadays, too, myself included. People who have their own shows on CBS radio other people. And so, in my opinion, it's all about the soul. Did you know you have a soul in your body and a spirit also? Look at the physical body, which we leave when we die one day, hopefully far into the future, because every day is a gift. The more time you can spend here on planet Earth, the more you're going to grow and learn, and that's what it's all about, learning, right? That's why we're here, to learn, to increase the light of our souls. Our souls shine with a very certain kind of intensity, depending on the evolution of your soul. And you will see what I mean one day when you get to the spirit realms, hopefully to that world of light up there in the sky. There are ghosts, you know, people who die violently and suddenly who still walk the earth, even after hundreds of years, not knowing that they are truly dead. People don't even know they're alive. Right? A lot of times I do myself, but we're not. And war, in a way, helps us to realize that as bad as it is, and all over the world, Throughout the centuries, there have been wars 
popping up here and there. What is all that about? You know, why do people want to kill each other? Why can't we just learn to love each other and adore each other? I was just singing a song by Mr. Mister. Those baby, I don't understand why we can't just hold on to each other's hands. Or maybe give each other a hug or a kiss, you know? Instead, I think, and on. Feel if your family is getting, would you want friends and most people did it? Yeah. Even though the Bible says, if you're a follower of the Bible and the Christian religion, that vengeance is mine, say the Lord. And I said in my email, Try to take revenge on people for doing the things that they do. I said, well, what about this conflict in Israel? You know, the Hamas, the Palestinian people attacked the Israelis on October the 7th and killed a couple hundred least people, you know, in cold blood. And what about them when the Bible and what the Bible says about them? Should they have retaliated? If God says in the Bible that I will take revenge for those deeds, then why did the Israelis retaliate? If they believe, well, the Muslims don't believe in the Bible, for one thing, because they're Jewish and they believe in the... Jewish. Anyway, he didn't reply to my email, and that is, some people don't know all the answers, you know, but I do, and on my show, I talk about the things that I've learned, especially from other people, so what you hear from me, in most cases, generally speaking, is regurgitation from other people, books that I've read, conversations I've had with people. And when we shed this physical body and we look down on it from up above, usually, you hear these near-death experiences. People die. They pop out of the body. They're looking down. They'd be in an operating room with surgeons working feverishly around their body to try to revive them. And they're looking down and they're feeling peaceful. They see their body. They might float down to a closer look. Yeah, that's me, but there's nobody home. And you know what? I don't really feel an attachment. Yes, you know, I was part of that body. I wore it like a coat, if you will. But now it's gone. And hey, I'm excited about my future prospects. And sometimes they go through a tunnel. They might go to a land of light, a world of light. They might meet God or angels or deceased relatives and they come back 
I've been talking about near-death experiences in my radio show for as long as I've had my show. So when the body pops out from my research, and if you really want to learn all about near-death experiences and extraterrestrial phenomena too, check out my book, The Gray Brain and the Golden Soul. The Gray Brain, G-R-E-Y, oh no, excuse me, the G-R-A-Y Brain and the Golden Soul. I guess gray could be spelled two ways. Forget, you know, I haven't seen it for quite a while. Isn't that funny how sometimes you forget things like that. Is it gray, G-R-A-Y or G-R-E-Y? The gray brain and the golden soul, but don't let that little minute detail discourage you from checking that book out. Because I talked about near-death experiences, extraterrestrial phenomena, who Jesus really was, different types of angels, planets of different evolutionary categories throughout the universe, the different types of extraterrestrials, their propulsion systems, and it's 80 pages chock full of pure spiritual knowledge that I've gained from other people through reading all the books, and I've put those books in my references. So anyway, when your spirit pops out of your body, guess what? You shine with a certain intensity. It's like a light bulb. And the goal is to increase your lamp of your soul. The soul is the brain of the spirit, so to speak. Just like you have a brain in your physical body, the soul is the brain of the spirit. So let's say you're born into this world as a baby, right? You don't remember where you came from because you go through that veil and your memory of your past lives and your pre-existence and universal knowledge is wiped out of your mind because it's a very specific learning environment here on Earth where we learn basic social values and not love each other and not kill each other. You know, even after all these centuries, we're still killing each other and there's still war but it's very difficult you know life is very hard especially when you're dealing with something like revenge right so as i was saying you're born into this world as a baby and let's say your soul is a 60 watt light bulb kind of intensity shining with that and then you'll notice i guarantee you you'll tell probably stop and talk with me when we get to heaven one day we'll be walking around blake i heard your radio show you know, you were right. Look at all these people. They're shining with different types of intensity, their spirits and their souls. When you talk about the more advanced spirits, you know, the souls of Jesus and Father, even the disciples and the patriarchs of the Bible, and they shine very powerfully. And if you get in the presence of some of them, unless you're sufficiently developed, Spiritually, you will have to prostrate yourself because that light, that intensity, is like the sun. Except, the sun. Believe me, I'm telling you the truth. It will wash over you, the glory and brilliance of it, like a hurricane force wind. I'm telling you the truth. You got to understand that, please. And that's why it behooves us. It's so important to develop yourself spiritually while here on Earth because we don't know if tomorrow, like in that song, Dream On, the good Lord's going to take you away. You know, tomorrow, don't have anything to do with it. We don't, as I mentioned, some people don't even know they're alive, let alone they're going to die tomorrow, you know? 
And I'm kind of the same way, too. It's hard, you know, to be realistic about our circumstances. You know, the situation we're a part of is absolutely amazing. When you stop and think about it, we're on a ball of a planet, a beautiful cobalt blue world floating through space. The blackness, velvety blackness of outer space interspersed with brilliant diamond-like stars. You go out into the atmosphere, you know, like these space sex lights they have and the NASA astronauts that have flown in the past and especially the ones that went to the moon and came back, they will tell you once you get out there in deep space where the atmosphere doesn't hide the light of the stars that are out there, which are really suns and solar systems, then you will notice that they are so much brighter, like about 25% brighter than what you see in the evening sky. And their beauty and their glory will make you cry. They are that beautiful. And usually, not usually, but sometimes the American astronauts, 12 of them, walked on the moon. Coming back from the moon, it had what they call, I think, an epiphany or revelation. Edgar Mitchell, for example, was one astronaut. When he was coming back from the moon, and also Eugene Cernan on Apollo 17, he wrote a book called The Last Man on the Moon. I've read part of it. It's a great book. And they said, why anyone could be an atheist and not believe the creator of the universe exists because they say it's all too beautiful to have happened by accident. You're going, they were going to the moon. Eugene Cernan said that they looked back, they saw the cobalt blue world of planet Earth getting smaller in their rearview mirror, so to speak. And the moon, We're on the right, the sun, because you can't tell around in outer space. And it occurred to him that, hey, this is all too beautiful to have happened by accident. Now, if you opinion of a red-blooded American astronaut, then you know they're not making that stuff up. You know, that's the way they really felt. And Edgar Mitchell said on his way back from the moon, that he realized that we're all part of the universe. You've heard this before. Stardust, we're made of stardust. We're all made of the same stuff. You know, the molecules in our body are the same as the molecules that make up the sun. And it's amazing. So the goal, getting back to what I was, is to increase the intensity of our soul. Increase the light of our soul, I meant. And we do that by praying for people, you know, living a good life, being generous. You don't have to believe in a religion to get to the spirit realm. So it's being, how should I say, graduated from this existence with honors, if you will. You don't have to have an intermediary do anything for you. You are a child 
of the mother and father God and a grandchild of the creator of the universe who set everything into existence by the might of his her, because the supreme creator is both male and female, will. In the beginning, there was nothing. There was just silence and darkness and the creator of the universe, the great spirit. And the great spirit, in its infinite wisdom, and sometimes you can call it an it or he or she because the supreme creator is really an omnipotent, omniscient being, more like a, an aurora borealis kind of electrical field, capable of doing anything, creating anything, doing anything, going forwards and backwards in time. And part of the plan to grow itself was to create the physical universe, one solar system after a time, one galaxy after a time, until, well, here we are, human beings on planet Earth in a spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy, and going through our soul's evolution, that's what we do, one life after another, if you don't believe in reincarnation, well then, you will, you either will later, or sometimes younger souls take a while to learn everything. If you're interested, you will learn. Knock on the door and it will be answered. You know, the Bible says that, right? That's a pretty strong point of contention, that I'm the subject of the advisor at work. He said he didn't believe in reincarnation. Well, all I can say, I can't convince you. If you don't believe it, I'm just saying I believe in it. My rationale is sound because in our soul journey, we can't complete everything we need to know here on planet Earth in one lifetime. That's part of the incredible mystery, if you will, of the university of the universe. We are going through what could be compared to a school of learning for our soul and objective as much evolution in your soul as possible so that one day, at one time in the future, you will achieve full creator God's status. And what is as part of the screen? You can learn to utilize the cosmic forces of the universe to create things. Create things, my friends. Create magic Planets, sons, spirit children, the souls and their spirits. Don't you think you have a spirit one time in the past, before you were born here on Earth? There's a lot of people here on Earth, in my opinion, which is a well-researched opinion, I might add, that have lived many lives, past lives. It's not uncommon for your average human being that you might see at the grocery store walking down 20 kid you not you out there listening might have as many as 50 or 60 past lives some maybe only five it's rare I think on this beautiful jewel of a planet which is a very very Difficult learning experience is one of the toughest in the universe. You have to believe me when I tell you that. It's why there's so much war, because we're getting weighed on by all these incredibly difficult circumstances in our daily lives, you know. Having animals that eat each other all around us, you know, we're part of that ecosystem, you know. We're not 
the highest up on the food chain, and in the oceans as well, you know. Plus, there's many ways to die, like getting hit by lightning, earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanoes exploding, spewing their lava. It's happened before in the past, many times, you know. There's poisonous insects and reptiles Asteroids that come and impact Earth every once in a while. What would you say if I told you there's one coming towards Earth? Two, actually, according to my research, I don't know when they're going to impact, but they are huge. And this happened before in the past. I would say approximately mm, maybe 50,000 years ago. Now, from my best estimations, planet Earth is approximately 2 million years old. And if you want to believe what some astronomers and scientists say, be my guess. It's all a matter of opinion. They say they have this carbon dating and different ways to measure the, the accuracy of how old a celestial body is or things are. Well, I don't believe some of them because I know... That how people are, and they have a tendency to exaggerate sometimes, but according to my research, planet Earth is approximately 2 million years old, and isn't that still a very long time, my friends? 2 million years old, can you really grasp your mind around just how old 2 million years is? I mean, I'm 69 years old. I've been on this Earth a long time. Now our sun, a little bit older, you know, it takes a while for solar systems to form, contrary to what Genesis said in the Bible, I understand the literary illusions, you know, that they were declining, but for one separate solar system, it takes about 100,000. My myself what I've learned. Anyway, so as far as the Bible, there are people to whatever we want to, you can believe whatever you want to. You have free will if you want to change your religion from Christian to Muslim, like Muhammad Ali did. You can do that. Jesus was the Son of God. He us to pray, didn't he? I think, my friends, Jesus' life was amazing. He taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven now. It doesn't take a, a very intelligent person to understand what that means, you know. You don't have to be an Einstein to know that man said, our father means, guess what? I'm your brother. I am not your father. I am your brother. I'm here Earth. from the Bible focus on which I do I've seen this more the Gospel John directed by Philip Seville check that out please Ian Kusick was the man who played Jesus I've watched that movie over 100 times. Why? Because I love to see the part where the miracles are performed and 
some of the rationale that he used when talking to the Pharisees and the scribes. And Jesus, he did walk on water. He fed all those people in the Sermon on the Mount at least once. I think there was another time he fed 4,000 people. One time it was 5,000 people. He walked on water. He calmed the seas. He turned water into wine. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He cured lepers. He drove out demons in some people. He cured paralyzed people. He revived at least Lazarus from the dead. I think there was a couple more people at least he brought back from. And he disappeared at times. When they were trying to get him and stone him, he just vanished, disappeared. When he was resurrected, he appeared in a room where the doors were closed in front of the disciples twice. Twice. And of course, the resurrection is the greatest miracle. Now, if that doesn't interest, so I don't know what it would be, because then the question on your mind has to be, well, did it really happen? Why would they make that stuff up? I was watching this near-death experience. This man went down the road with his wife and two children. had a baby in a, a bay seat in the back of his car. They were going on a road trip. And after about an hour or so, Close his eyes. And the car tumbled down the road multiple times, right down the middle of the freeway. His wife died. The baby in the baby seat was thrown through a window and died. His son in the back was not too beaten up, just a few bumps and cuts and bruises. But, you know, he had to have one of his legs amputated, one of his shoulders. His right shoulder was hanging by a piece of skin. He was paralyzed temporarily. He was in hospital, the hospital for six months. And so then try to tell him that what he went through didn't happen. Just to give you an example, what Jesus did really did happen all those years ago. And if you want to focus on him dying for us, sins on the cross, well, then that's because you believe in Adam and Eve. And I've talked about this on shows before in the past. Why would a God who is loving and forgiving give them a choice to disobey him, her, knowing his omniscience, and then condemn them to suffering afterwards for having disobeyed him? That does not pass the logic test, my friend. The fact is, it was the people from back then made up to control the masses because they were seeking power and money from people. As simple as that. The first human beings on Earth came from other planets around our Milky Way galaxy. From Greening. In Australia, a yellow race, Asian race settled in China, Burma, India. This was approximately one and a half million years ago. And the blue eyed of the galaxy, 
perhaps even another galaxy. And extraterrestrials that had the that formed the continent of Mu in Lemuria in the Pacific Ocean, and then don't forget the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incas, also came from either different places around the world. You know, these extraterrestrials that I mentioned migrated either east or west, but some came from other planets. There was no Adam and Eve, but if you want to believe that, it's up to you. You have free will. They both on things I've read about, learned from other people, but it does make sense, right? My reality system is all tied together. Pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, they all support and interrelate each other, interrelate to each other. They're all interrelated, in other words. And Jesus, he was a very advanced soul. I'm not talking about the baby that was born in Bethlehem. Another You see, when a baby is born into this world of the memory of their past lives is erased. And even a very advanced Mary was artificially ways, yes, because there is no fantasy explanation as to how it was done. Very logically, a seed of a female has to be inseminated, or what's the right word, has to be fertilized with the sperm of the male. There's no way around that. That is, this, my friends. Well, there is no waving a magic wand that happened kind of fantasy-like scenario. It didn't happen that way. I'll tell you the truth. Very simply, planet Earth has been in contact with our history back thousands of years. The parting of the Red Sea. Do you think that was a fantasy? No. It was a spaceship up above that did it with technology that you have no idea about. The Virgin, so I burst the bubble walls and people. And you're entitled to your opinion, just like I am mine, was artificially inseminated. And as I mentioned, that baby was born, and there was a light up above that shone down on that in that manger. And what do you think that was? It wasn't a sun. It wasn't a star. It was only a, maybe several hundred feet above the ground. Planets can't do that. Planetary bodies, heavenly bodies, are constantly in motion. They during their motion. Agreed? And so that was nothing more than an extraterrestrial probe rendered luminous to shine down on the manger because that was part of the plan back then by this extraterrestrial race with our guardianship of planet Earth for thousands of years now to help put the human beings on this planet back on the right path so that they wouldn't destroy themselves. And indeed, uh, the legacy of Jesus Christ, some people might not know the entire truth or who Jesus really was, has existed up until this present time. And isn't it amazing, I can say to you, with complete certainty, that we wouldn't be here today, none of us would, if it wasn't for what terrestrial name, Jesus, who came from the planet Thai Uba, 
approximately 17, 16 years after he left the region there and went to China, Burma, and Japan, wound up in Japan. That is, the baby who was born in Bethlehem, the Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, and got married, had children, at a ripe old age of 90-some years old. Check it out on the internet, if you don't believe me. It was buried in the place of Enter Jesus from Uba, the person who slipped his astral body into a, a human body, made by the great Biori of the Uba, kind of like the elders, the, the really extremely intelligent beings then, who made a human body just like they made the blue body in Avatar. And they slipped their spirits, if you will, their astral bodies into those blue bodies, right? Just like in the movie Avatar, those two movies. They, this being Jesus, otherwise known as Arioch slipped his astral body into a human body made by the great Kaiorai on the planet Thiauba and was brought under cover of darkness, no doubt, into that region by the Sea of Galilee, close to where John the Baptist was baptizing people. In the cover of night, so they've got the capability to cloak their spaceship, if you will, by traveling through an alternate dimension, a parallel universe, if you will. Dropped them there, dropped them there. Of course, he had been trained up on the language, and his body was made to look like that Jesus had gone over to Japan. Body language. And so he had his three-year ministry, and he was performing all those miracles. Hold on just a second. Taking a drink of water. I had to close the door behind me. One of our dogs came out and went back in. And in constant communication with the spaceship up above, which with its very advanced technology, we're talking about a civilization that's been in existence maybe hundreds of millions of years longer than we have here on planet Earth. There's no question that there's no mystery as to why their technology could be better than ours. You know, we couldn't comprehend some of the stuff that they were able to do with their technology. But suffice it to say, they have understanding of the smallest molecules there are out there, quantum mechanics, and how to transform matter, how to travel interdimensionally with their spacecraft at several times the speed of light, even more than that. Once you get into the parallel universe where everything operates by the way to be, you just think... B, kind of like when you get to heaven as a spirit, you can travel that way too. If you want to be someplace and just think it and you're there, or if you want to travel in conventional mode, say you want to walk, you can do that. Or if you want to fly just above the ground or above the treetops, you can do that. That's the thought dimension, you know. The whole universe is really one gigantic thought, my friends, you know. And the universe was created, believe it or not. I might tell you something here that's a revelation. Everything at its inception in the physical universe originated as a thought. You might have heard of the superstring theory, where 
says that all matter down to its finest, all its particles, and there's nothing more than grading ribbon of energy or frequency. And they are created by thought. So when you have so many of them together, opposites attract, opposites attract, and so you have all these strands of energy or matter which form together to create things like planets or trees or whatever kind of matter we might be talking about. And as I said, at its inception, at their inception, they are nothing more than thoughts, my friends. We live in a universe of thoughts. When you get to the spirit realm, heaven, then communication there is telepathy, where you can communicate through telepathy, but it's more than just a transferring of life. emotions, emoting your thoughts. What I understand, I've done a lot of research. And why not, my friend? So if tomorrow is not guaranteed for any of us, why not try to learn as much as you can? And you know, a lot of war going on. And I want to be realistic about this because it's always a possibility. We've been living with this over our head here now, dating back since 1945, their potential and what, you know, that's always out there. And Prince said it in the song, 1999, everyone's got a bomb. We could die tomorrow. Now, fortunately, we've got some powerful friends looking after us. I know mother and father God in heaven and the creator of the universe don't want us to destroy ourselves. But we have that capability. That's good who um, was in the police, you know, and the song basically goes that the Russians, this was back in the 80s when we were going through the Cold War, and we didn't know if we were going to get into a nuclear war. And he was saying in the song that it all depends on if the Russians love their children too, because the lives of our children are at stake here and future generations of children who will grow to be adults, you know, and we don't want to leave this world with black mark on our souls that we weren't able to resolve our differences peacefully by talking things over. Either a kiss or a hug you know, well, as I mentioned in that song, hold on to each other's hands. Feel someone's hand in your hand. And then think, why would you want to kill someone who's just like you? In essence, it's killing yourself. If you take away someone's life, that's going to be something you're going to have to pay back in a future life. Karmic debt, my friends, is a reality. My father was an example of that myself. He was a World War II veteran of at least one German. And I saw it. I grew up with him. How he used to have nightmares in bed. In his sleep. Of course, he was to the extreme, you know, where he would 
drink until he blacked out. And as wonderful a man, kind and generous as he was, he went through a war where he saw his best friend. Yeah. He was in Dunkirk and he was at Normandy and he told me this story one time of when they were pushing inwards and he was in an armored car regiment and they had Ford observers and he said that they were about to go down this road through a forest and something just didn't seem quite right so my father who was in charge, hesitated when the Ford Reserve said, looks clear, let's go on ahead. And my father hesitated. I think this is how the story goes. And said, well, just spend a few more minutes, just, just double check and make sure. All of us, one of a division of Panzer tanks down there but they would have been shot to pieces if they'd gone down in their sights, you know, in that crossfire. They would have been destroyed. My dad probably would have been killed, and I wouldn't be here today, you know. But they caught all the artillery on the location and wiped out the ponchos, you know, either die or kill someone else. I'll kill or be killed. It comes down to that in war. It's a very difficult situation, but it's all part of being here on planet Earth, my friends. The main takeaway that we have as observers to what's going on here in Israel and Palestine, in the Gaza Strip and in Ukraine and other places in the past and, God forbid, other places in the future is to develop yourself spiritually. There's an abundant number of near-death experiences in YouTube, videos that will tell you people's perspective on what happened to them. People who were drowned or in a car accident, like the one I mentioned. People who had COVID and almost passed away. Many different situations. People who who died in, in different ways, but then came back to talk about it. It's a really big thing now on YouTube. They've got all these different companies making these really good videos. Lou Famoso i got to tell you about his near-death experience. Now, that's a pretty cool name, don't you think? Lou Famoso, F-A-M-O-S-O. He came back from Vietnam, a Vietnam veteran with two tours under his belt, had a little extra money, went out and bought himself a 64 Mustang, brand new, was going to a party on a Saturday night, yay, traveling down a country road, going to the party at over 100 miles an hour, and you know anything about those old Mustangs are pretty heavy. Engine, not much in the back. So when he hit some bumps on the road, he lost control of the steering, you know, was wasn't easy to control. And he flipped end over end several times. The car came to a pile of heaping metal on fire on the side of the road. He was thrown from the car, had a gaping head wound. He left his body, looked down and saw that. You know, hey, that's reality, right? Anyone agree that everyone agreed that kind of thing happened to us here on planet Earth? These highways and byways, which are very dangerous, right? Hold on just a second. That's 
friend on the way to the same party, some females in this car. They came upon the wreckage. They put them in their cars and take them to the hospital. He had a near-death experience. He went through it. And he met this being of light. He said he was in this beautiful land of light. And at first he couldn't see anything, but then began to mature. You'll see some colors you haven't even seen here on Earth, and they they stand out with a brightness at a several times. Much more intense. Anyway, so then he saw this ball of light coming towards him at first. It looked big. Coming towards him, and then it, and then when it got materialized into this deep maybe twice as tall as he was back then and he realized he was in the presence of God. So the rhythm of God in previous shows, but anyway the creator told him some wonderful things to remember. One thing is and check this out. If you want to stop war, this is what the Creator said. Man will prey on man until man learns to pray for man. Pray, P-R-E-Y. Man will prey on man until man learns to pray for man. So then the choice is up to you now, my friends. I've told you a great truth there. Are you just going to forget about it? Or are you going to have the strength as a soul, not as a human being, but as a spirit and soul in your body to do your part in praying for other people to make this world a better place and to stop war, to help us live in peace, to have that prospect of living in peace one day. Could you do that? Not only for me, but for everyone else as a big brother. I ask you, pray for other people. Now, the perfect prayer prays for everyone. You can say, God bless us all, everybody, Connie Tim, and a Christmas carol. Good prayer. But you can also pray specifically for people. Whatever they need. I've been praying for watching news. My wife loves to watch CNN. So we're seeing all about now give my brothers I'd probably watch other shows. I don't mind it though because I respect the people that are reporting the news, you know. The owners of the news channels, they're usually question their but the people that report that are there on the But they are just, you know, they're trying to survive, make enough money on a working planet, my friend. And sometimes we don't have our soul's best interest in mind. It's very, very difficult, you know, to take your mind off the everyday life scenario, working a job, making money, raising our children. 
esoteric things like, well, you look next to your Some people out there in white fields, some of them, and when you start talking about them, it makes you, you know, kind of lose. evolving as a human race here on planet Earth. Have we not progressed over the years, my friends? And women who were treated were minority and are now trying to get equality. The future, the way I see it, maybe we don't need to control to us. Maybe instead of women white all together with men was treated equally, you know. Between a man and a woman, the physical strength, you know, that's the way women were created. The family. Equality is what I'm talking about, my friend. And so, about women, the police, and some of these come on. Notice how they don't treat women equally, even here in the United States. They're not treated equally in some cases, you know, because we're still evolving as a civilization. And we've got a long way to go, but we can do it. Remember what God said to Lufamoso, man will pray on man until man learns to pray for man. And by the way, he introduced them to three archangels, which were by his side. and Archangel Lucifer. And God looked at Lufamoso and said, Now, here are my beautiful archangels. Which one of these do you show around the universe? So he settled, Lou settled for said was a little bit a little bit scary, um, different kinds of eyes, if you will, and more piercing eyes. But Archangel Lucifer serves a specific, very specific function, my friends, and that is, and he works for God did not make, God did not create anything. He would have known in advance, would have, well, why do you believe in a mission? God, then you understand the logic of that. Angels were made to serve mother. Belongs to a mother and father God who I have the 
reincarnation until they achieve co-creator God status. If you don't believe that, you will later. I know it's a very hard to accept concept, but how many past lives you've had, my friends? How many past lives do you have? Have you ever thought about it? Just how many I have? Suffice to say, I think I'm soul, and there's a lot of old. No. no. Schooling, if you will. You know, that's the way I compare it to. If you have maybe a younger evolution under your belt, then you're kind of like a younger sister or brother. If you're in the fifth grade or sixth grade, and I'm in the tenth grade or eleventh grade, it doesn't mean I'm any better than you. It just means that I'm an older brother, you know. And remember, we're not alone in the universe. And I said, you know, it's all that happened by accident. And of all this life on Earth, government by accident, anywhere in the universe, right? No, they're discovering new planets all the time. That's it, my friends. Thank you for listening. I love you. And here's a prayer to the creator of the universe. We love you to the universe. You are awesome. You are cool. With everybody. Talk to you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.